Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie, and we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Here we are sitting at the chamber, looking out at the lake again on this pretty summery, sunny day. It's gorgeous out, by the way. Yes, it is. It's been hot, but hey, eventually it won't be. Right. (laughs) So So let's enjoy it while we got it. Let's enjoy it, and let's not complain, people. Right. It could be worse. It could be snowing or icy. Exactly. And we, then we're complaining about how cold it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. let's stop. No, no complaining. Let's, let's enjoy the day. Yes. Okay. Live in the moment. That's my yep. thing for the day. Live in the moment. So <laughs> because we've had such hot days, I've been taking my walks really early in the morning. How early? I got out at quarter to seven this morning. Okay. I was up. I, um, I, I walked walk yesterday. You. I walked five miles. Oh my God. Good Today for you. I walked four and a quarter mm-hmm. because I had a little hitch in my get along. Oh no. Why? <laughs> I know. I don't know, but Just I would say it's probably because yesterday I walked five miles and my body said, so, too many. okay, take a break. That's too much. <laughs> you got to settle down. Simmer yep. down now, Allie. That's right. <laughs> That's right. What's going on with you? Uh, let's see. I've Oh, I worked on my little art studio piece of, oh, for the nice. tour. Um, because I had one piece and I decided it's not enough for the little... Is it 8x8 eight eight or 6x6? Six 6x6. Six? Six six. I don't know why I can't remember that. But a little 6x6 anyway. six six collector's edition. Okay, so I have a little extra 6x6 six six plus four more little 4x4s. Four oh, So fun. mine is a little set. Oh, cute. And they're going to be awesome. Oh, I love that. So I was I was just feeling like I needed more. Right. I, ha- I have a little problem with like, it's not enough. <laughs> I need more. So anyway, I've been working on that and trying to deal with the heat with resin is difficult. So oh. I'm just saying right now. So I might have to move my studio when my kids move out of my basement down to my basement. Oh. So I have some cool like. When's a, that going to happen? I Maybe never. But. <laughs> <laughs> that, right. I kind of suspected hey, that. Hey, oh, and one, I have a grandma update. <gasps> grandma update. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's coming January 22nd. January 22nd. Yeah, so Ooh, a little earlier. A little than earlier. So, you know, uh, it's coming. I have a soon. grandma update, too. You do? Yeah, I haven't seen Hendrix in um, almost three weeks, which oh, is really that's a long killing time. me. But yesterday was my son's birthday, and I w- drove up to Sandpoint to have oh. lunch with him mm-hmm. because a mom just has to do that. Yeah. And, and, Byron informed me that he started talking a little bit. Oh. And I'm like, no, I, I want to hear that little voice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to make a point of getting you over will. there. You will. You have to go visit. I know, but it won't be till next week because we're going to Canada this weekend. That's right. You're busy. You're a busy lady. Busy, anyway. Well, that's exciting news. It is exciting. And, and you know who we're going to see this weekend? Who? The John Welch Band. Oh, you are? I yeah, love that band. At the, at the Wapata Festival in Fernie, B.C. That's so fun. I know. I'm excited. That's great. Yep. So, speaking of music, we have a great guest today. Yes. Scotty Dotson is here. He plays, and he's the Sandcastle Man. 
Sandman. Welcome, Scotty. Hey, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He's We're the Sandman. The Sandman. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, one of my monikers. But, yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> How many years have you been doing that? Building the sandcastles at Art on the Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this year will be the uh, the 24th year oh wow. that I've been there. So, a long time. I started mm-hmm. 1990, uh, 1998. It was the first castle. Wow. I've been doing them ever since. That's so cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you there. Yeah, well, you know, um, like everybody, I started building uh, sandcastles on the beach when I was about four years old, and you know, but I just never stopped, and I just kept wow. going. And so, I'd always go to the beach and be fascinated with sand and the way that it was able to be sculpted. And I was a big guy with little matchbox cars and corgi cars, creating little cities for myself. So, <laughs> I just kept doing that. And then in my twenties, um, uh, when I, I, I'd go to the beach with my my buddies, and we'd all go there, and obviously they'd be hanging out and doing things, and I'd just be building the sandcastle. So they just got better and better mm-hmm. and then finally after a couple of years I started to get hired by uh, local beach resorts in the Hamptons on Long Island where I'm from mm. and they were uh, places like Gurney's and some of the uh, upper class uh, resorts out there and condominium projects would hire me for the day to come in and build a castle on the beach for them for their for their people, their guests to come and watch me build and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then that morphed into bigger projects where I was hired by uh, uh, different um, uh, different companies. Like one was uh, Beck's Beer was a big sponsor of mine. And we had a, there was a place called Summer's Beach Club on, in Quag on Long Island on the, uh, on the in, in, uh, in Fire Island and, and, and the beach areas. And they hired me every year to come in and build like a four or five day gigantic castle. And we bought a a bulldozer on the beach and pile these huge uh, piles of sand. And then um, I did that for a number of years. And uh, and then finally I decided to leave New York back in 1990. And uh, mm-hmm. I just wasn't a good place to raise my family. I wanted to get out to somewhere new. So I, I found Idaho and I came out here and I thought that I'd pretty much be leaving sandcastles behind. <laughs> um, but then I discovered... Um, uh, I could put the sand in uh, big wooden forms and pack it in really and get really tall and these massive uh, oh. like pyramids of sand. They were up about 13 feet tall, about eight feet at the base. And then I, I, I went to Wild Waters, which was still in the business at that time. Right, and, they, yeah. and they hired me to build a castle for them in their parking lot. I was like, this is great. So I did that. And then after that, it was a couple of car dealerships. And then after that, it became uh, more uh, like uh, some uh, conventions and trade shows and state fairs. Mm-hmm. So I did the Washington State Fair. I did uh, a bunch of conventions for different companies around the country. So they'd hire me to go and uh, and build a castle at their booths at these trade shows, mm-hmm. and and that all became kind of a, a four to five unit thing a year. I do them. These things take about six days to build, and they're very they take a lot of work. So then. Um, I uh, basically just kept doing that and I did a bunch of those and then uh, recently, well, actually last since 2015, I've got involved with some of the bigger major resorts in the Caribbean. And so, um, so you might have heard of Sandals is yep. a big resort place down uh-huh. there, uh, beaches. And mm-hmm. so they started to hire me to come down and build castles at their resorts. So they would have a oh, wow. um, a convention or a group of, you know, big thing coming in and they would hire me to come down. And so basically I'd go down there for like a week or two and build a gigantic castle for them on, at their facility. Mm-hmm. So I've done a bunch of them for sandals and beaches. Um, I've done one for Carnival Cruise Lines in Roatan. I've done a couple other ones around. Um, but beaches has turned into a real good steady uh, gig for me. And they uh-huh. bring me down. So uh, this just this month in uh, 
enough. In August, I'm going down to beaches for a couple of weeks. And in September, uh-huh. I have another gig down there for a couple of weeks building castles. So they just fly me down. They put me up. I can't say it's a huge money maker for me. I'm not getting rich off of any of this. Right. But I do get the satisfaction of doing my art. And they bring me down there for free. They put me up at the resort. They right. usually swap me out uh, a couple of days for every day I'm building. They give me another free day to stay there. Oh, wow. So uh, I'll build for six days and I'll get like, you know, 12 A little vacation. Yeah, and it's all inclusive, huge, beautiful resort. So I have no complaints. So mm-hmm. I get to travel around and and do all that kind of thing. So uh, today I'm actually doing the pound up for Art on the Green this week. Um, uh, pound up means is when I take all this, I get like. 28 tons of sand delivered. 28 tons? 20, it's two of the largest dump trucks you see on the road. They both come in and they dump their sand. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I have to shovel that into those wooden forms I talked about earlier. Uh, uh, with water, pack it down. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, My sons help me typically and mm-hmm. we spend a couple of days just taking this big mound of sand and making it into these, you know, pounding it up, we call it, wetting it down so it can be carved out. Mm-hmm. And then that, uh, so I've been doing that the last couple of days and I'll start uh, carving today for Art in the Green, which is next this weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. And so by Thursday, I'll, it'll be looking pretty good. And then, uh, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'll build through the, through, through the show so people can come and watch me actually create these Gothic medieval cities right. out of sand. And uh, and that's where I'm at, you know. So that's oh what I'm God. doing right now. That's wow. amazing. Do you do you plan your castle ahead, or I mean, or do you just create it on the spot? I usually just create it on the spot. I mean, usually the uh, whoever wants me, they'll give me a logo, and uh-huh. so I'll, I'll I'll be planning to put a big logo somewhere in the sculpture. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. But then the rest of it is just kind of a free fl- uh, flowing architecture, usually uh-huh. like 14th century mm-hmm. um, medieval type of uh, stuff. You know, turrets and staircases and arches mm-hmm. and big you know buildings and stuff and trees and things like that so it just creates a big Bavarian countryside basically mm-hmm. um, and then out of that that's what I do so I let that all just flow I don't plan any of that uh-huh. wow I've seen your castles over the years Me too. Um, at Art on the Green and of course I checked you out on your website scottydodson.com mm-hmm. yeah and then the Sandcastle website is uh, sandcastlesinparadise.com oh sandcastlesinparadise.com oh. yeah and, and yeah that's my um, my Sandcastle website okay and so there you can see all the work uh, right right of everything that's probably which, but anyway yeah I, oh right because scottydodson.com that's the music that's website. your music, music website. See, he does right. more yes, than I just sand. That. Right. And we're going to talk about that in a little while. Yeah. But I, I'm fascinated with this whole sandcastle thing. So yeah. it's like it's like you're creating like this little enchanted world. Yeah. It is, yes. It's a it's a fairy tale world. And people mm-hmm. always say, is that Hogwarts or is that something out of <laughs> right. Lord of the Rings? Or what, what are you fashioning it after? And it's really just a, all of those things put together. Mm-hmm. But it's basically um, 14, 13, 14, 15th century, you know, architecture uh and I, I just just keep doing the same thing over and over again just creating a building with a staircase with a road with a tree right. and, mm-hmm. and just grows like a little like a, like a tonka's tonka's uh toy set uh-huh. oh, wow or like legos yeah right like legos <laughs> so what's what's the hardest part that you have to deal with when you're building your sand castles well, the hardest part is, um, well, besides pounding up the sand, which is very physically uh, mm-hmm. entangled, mm-hmm. Um, but that's really not the hardest part. The, the hardest part for me is emotionally 
um, hoping that nothing falls down. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Have you had any like major... Yeah, yeah I have, you know, collapses. And wh- wherever I go, uh, the sand quality is so important. You know, the mm-hmm. better the sand quality for what I'm doing, the better f- for the castle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get put in places where the sand is just not good at all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the sand's really good. And even here in Coeur d'Alene, um, you know, all the, all the mason supply yards, they have sand, but they all have these weird characteristics to them. So um, usually the best sand is on the beach. You know, is on the beach sand. Actual beach sand um, mm-hmm. uh, is really super good um, because it packs up, it stays, it drains properly, all that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, so, and I build them with a lot of vertical on them height, so mm-hmm. they'll be eight feet at the base, but they'll be up, you know, twelve feet tall. So yeah, I have to make sure that it's packed really well. Mm-hmm. And so the hardest part to answer your question specifically is the very top of the first castle, and I take off these wood forms that I. I packed it down. Mm. I want to take that off and I got to really, you know, make sure it's going to stay. And then I just, you know, carve that out. Once I'm off the top layer or the top two tiers, then things really solidify pretty nicely. I know that I'm safe and then I can right. start having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, right. So I, it's a little stressful. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> stressful up there. And I'm getting a little older and my, my balance isn't <laughs> as good anymore. So I'm up, you know, eight feet off the ground on these little pieces of wood trying to be artistic yeah. and hold, you know, the sand all stays together. <laughs> It can get a little wow. weird that way. And then um, also when I go to the Caribbean, I don't use the forms. I just use the beach. Mm. And um, and uh, and uh, you, at the resorts of the sandals and beaches, they usually have areas that have really, you know, large, really nice sand in the beach. So they give me a crew of guys. They give me like five guys, mm-hmm. um, local guys that are from the islands. And they come in and they just work with me. And they basically just shovel this gigantic mound. And then we pack it with water just by hand. Mm-hmm. So they're not quite as tall, but they end up being a lot longer. So they'll be 35 feet wide and wow. maybe 10, wow. 9 feet tall uh-huh. and then all carved out. <laughs> so that's the way those go. And I imagine that you always have like a little crowd that gathers that watches the whole process. Yeah, there's typically, um, yeah, there's always people interested in what I'm doing. I mean, Art of the Green is great because they're kind of forced into that art festival. Right. So there's lots of people at one place looking at art. So mm-hmm. that becomes a big crowd pleaser there. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for so long that I've got literally generations coming back. I mean, yeah. I've got kids bringing their kids back. Oh, yeah. that's know. fun. Yeah, it's really, really cool. <laughs> and <laughs> But on the beaches, um, you know, uh, sure you get a lot of people coming by and it's just a really wonderful feeling when I'm just building these things and I've had people get so emotional around the castles um, I don't know why but uh, and maybe something's going on in their lives that are just really like and then they come up to me and they're like you know you just answered my question you know like like I'm not sure what your question was <laughs> I, I, I spent two months in Maui a couple, about a year and a half ago. I was there, just on the beach, just building on myself. And me and my wife uh, Terry were doing uh-huh. that, and and they were so like they have so much gratitude that I would come there and I spend all day building this huge city in the sand. They never see anything like it, and mm-hmm. it was just a really wonderful, uh, you know, experience. So I get a lot right. out of it in that regard. Sure. Hey, y'all. It's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. We are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster. We are homegrown and we are local. We love coffee and we love our community, especially Allie and Callie in ArtCast. We have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden, and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yolks. And if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. 
So besides uh, the castles, which are so fascinating, and I'm still, I, I could probably, we could probably talk for another hour about sand castles. And we might come back and talk <laughs> some more. Because <laughs> it is magical. It is. And I think that's why people get emotionally attached to it. There's something about right. castles. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There is something about castles. I know. Because even when I was in Europe, I mean, every castle, even if it was like in shambles, yeah. you're still like, God, that, that still exists. Okay, I got to tell you one funny story. All right, story. see, we're back on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in a castle in Ireland. Mm -hmm. It's a Dermolin castle, which turns out to be like super expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really a five-star hotel that happens to be inside a castle. But, but anyway, it's a real castle. It was built in the 17th century and... We're in the turret, uh, which they turned into a little bar because you had to wait to be let in to dinner. And I'm sitting in the turret at the bar and I get a glass of 36 euro champagne, which is about, <laughs> at the time was probably about, no, I think it was 18 euro a glass mm -hmm. champagne which is about, was at the time about $32 a glass. Ooh. And I picked up my glass and I told all of my friends that I was with, I said, while we're in the castle, you may refer to me as Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what it is. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Something about so that castle. was a little side note. Let's, let's get back to back the to subject the at hand. So, so you play music. Yeah, so, tell us the about your music. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, so I'm a musician. Um, you know, actually, uh, uh, music is actually my, my my number one thing I really love, you know. Mm -hmm. I love the castles, obviously, uh, but the music has always been um, where I've been uh, putting my most energy into emotionally, you know, and, and working at it uh -huh. and trying to get better. But I've been playing uh, guitar since about the 11th grade in high school, and I... I, you know, I picked it up and I've, I've just always been kind of a closet musician for most of my life. I did play a little bit in, uh, in bars and clubs when I was like in my early twenties, but then life kind of takes over mm -hmm. and, and you end up, you know, I had a family and a business. I, I, I joined the real world and I was just a, a member of society trying to make ends meet and, and live right. mm -hmm. and, and raise my children. Um, so, but I always played music. I kept going back to that. I would always go home at any free moment. I would just sit out in the backyard and play all my music. Uh, and I always wrote my own original songs. So for years, I was just closet, all my own original guy. Then um, about five years ago, um, my, my wife came up to me and said, you know, Scott, you should really learn other people's songs because that's what a lot of people like to hear. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, and you have a you have a point there, and um, and so um, um, those wise, you know, yeah, and you know, because we go out camping or something, I'd be around the campfire and I sing my own song, but nobody else. You know, they can't sing along; right. they don't know yeah. the words. And, the, and though yeah. my songs are really good, I love them, but um, but then I started to just go and start learning a lot of songs. So I spent the last five six years just really pounding out, learning uh, all these beautiful songs that were my favorite songs from my childhood. So mm -hmm. I generally uh, play songs from like the Eagles and Bob Dylan and the Beatles. All and, the best. You know, everything mm -hmm. back from that, like, late 60s to early mid-70s genre period where mm -hmm. th that Southern rock was first, was came into its, you know, infancy and uh, mm -hmm. really, really good stuff. So that's what I do. So I, I learned the songs and, uh, and I really started to really enjoy playing 
them. Um, and so now I do, I have a full entourage of music. I, I do like, you know, three hour sets are really not a problem. And so I do a lot of the bars around town. Mm-hmm. Um, I do play at uh, uh, the uh, the Riverstone, where right. you'll have me Which in a couple you'll of weeks. Be, yeah. August, yeah. 11th. August 11th. Yeah, August yes. 11th at Riverstone. Uh-huh. I'll be opening for a band called New Jack City, which right. is one of, the, oh. one of my favorites That's of all time. I love it. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, New Jack's a, a uh, you know, Motown band. Right. And they're just a fantastic uh, a collection of uh, music that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my world, you know, I'm just a guy on an acoustic guitar, uh, but I do some Motown music. I do, uh, you know, Dock of the Bay and some others mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. And, and it's funny how music ha- flows, you know, from the blues into Motown, you know. So, you know, Johnny Cash is doing the same chords as, you know, they're doing maybe in, uh, in some of the songs in, in Motown. And right. it's really all connected. Um, and it's all the same thing. And it's really about finding the, the spiritual part of the music, the, their harmonies that just come into you. So music is really something that you do out of the heart, not out of the mind. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm playing, I'm not thinking about it. It's just, I'm just, you know, grooving on that, that's the sound I can create. So, right. um, so I, I pick the guitar, I'm a you know, finger picker and I'm a, and I'm a what they call flat pick, which is like a plastic pick. I do both of those. Um, and I do a, a you know lively set of just a, a, all that that music that I love. Mm-hmm. You know, plus I throw in my originals here and there. Right, I love that. I wish we had had you bring your guitar. You could have. I know we should have played. Yeah, you could have played. But it you could your... go to his website. I bet you have some on your. Oh website. yeah, I bet you have. Yeah, scottydotson.com. Okay, uh, has a uh, bunch of music you can click and, and uh, listen to. Take a mm-hmm. peek. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of originals on there. I have some your standards, you know, stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's where you could listen to your originals yeah absolutely unless you happen to catch you around town like at riverstone next thursday mm-hmm. or um aren't you are you playing uh art on the art on the or art walk um i might be doing that if yeah. I, if i can i will do that um yep. and i think you know there's those those come up um uh so uh but i do some bars and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. you know i'm like like a mulligan's up there i'm at i'm at you know studio 107 last friday night I, mm-hmm. I, oh, wow. i've been at you know seasons i've been at a number of places um you know the winery up in sandpoint mm-hmm. uh, do some shows in spokane so i've become pretty active in it um but you know music's a whole nother thing that you have to prepare for you have to practice right and, i mean it's so it takes a lot of dedication because i have to continually uh hone my skills mm-hmm. in on on the on the guitar and my voice i have to make sure it's working and everything like that mm-hmm. right and um and so it's just a lot of it, it's become a full-time job just being me you know mm-hmm. yeah. just trying to keep up with <laughs> the stuff i, I like that do. late to that <laughs> i love that it is a full-time job Ooh. yeah it's but it's fun I that is yeah who's your, who's your favorite artist like who's your favorite musician that you mm-hmm. can well you know there's a number of them that have really grown into I love um, um, well the Beatles have always been really my, they're my number one I, I've, yeah. I've really Ooh. yeah, I really love what they've done to music they've really they brought it from the bebop period into this wonderful place where they're using chords that they've never used before. You know, these minors and these augmented chords, mm-hmm. you know, on all their, their really great songs. So everything everything past, um, say, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Land, everything north of that has been really <laughs> special to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, you know, yeah, Bob Dylan and his mm-hmm. lyrical genius has been one of my favorite artists of all time, and so mm-hmm. I follow right. him a lot. Um, the Eagles um, have yeah. been amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Jackson Brown and Billy Joel. I love yeah. Jackson Brown. Yeah. Yeah. 
feel like he does not get enough, att- attention. enough attention. No, yeah. he's, he's lived in the shadows of music for, for really yeah. his whole so career. Good. And he lived yeah. in the shadow of the Eagles for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wrote some of their greatest songs. Mm-hmm. And he could have been a member of the Eagles. They were all friends when they were just buddies and, and basically started getting going in L.A. back, you know, when. Really? And, and they, yeah, they knew each other before they were famous. And, uh-huh. and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and Glenn Fry always uh, thought that... Uh, that um, he was one of the greatest songwriters of all time, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jackson Brown was. And uh, but then beyond that, I get into James Taylor. Uh, I do him. like Little Feet, and I, but I get back into some um, uh, some Johnny Cash, right? And you know, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and oh, yeah. you know, some it's a cross between like bluegrass and then regular Southern uh, soft rock, and yeah. then mm-hmm. you know, and then I do you know Otis Redding. I do a little bit of Wilson Pickett, uh, things like that. So I kind of. Right. Do a, but those are all. Every song I do is is one of my favorite songs. Uh-huh. Right. I don't really do songs because they're somewhat a crowd popular. Or whatever. Right. Right. But I, I pick the favorite songs of my life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every one of them has kind of a meaning to me. Right. Yeah. And and so when I play them, I'm I'm playing part of my life. You know, it's my story. I love that. <laughs> I have friends who do you know sing on a cruise ship. Well, on a Riverboat. They said. Oh, right. And the people. That's Laura. Laura's yeah, Laura, Laura and Bill. And they, they said, oh, yeah, people call out, sing Poker Face. And she's like, mm, n- no, thank you. <laughs> it's like, you know, right. there, there's a shush, shush. <laughs> right. Uh, some, you know, sing what you love. Yeah. For, for yeah. me, requests are very, are, are not, e- I don't really do requests. You I, know? Think, I mean, yeah. basically I have about 50 songs and I'll give you the I, list. And that's I, a good. Anything off that list, I'll, I'll do a request. That's a good list. On the list. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, you know, songs are so, um, I got to play a song like a hundred times before I get it from my brain into my heart and my uh-huh. soul. Mm-hmm. And that transition takes a while. It right. Takes, it's, you know, I, I just can't look at us because I play by ear. I'm not a, um, a you know, a, a musician that's going to, you know, s- school and all that. So, mm-hmm. so they all got to get into my heart and then I, I sing them my way. Right. You know, yeah. It's kind of like my version of that particular no, song. No, that's great. So. Hey, ladies, have you heard about Nia yet? Hi. I'm Marilee Wallace. I'm a proud board member of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and owner of NIA. That's short for the North Idaho Alliance. We specialize in leadership development specifically focused in connecting women to programs and workshops and the network to educate, empower, and enrich their lives. Our goal is to make positive impacts in our community while helping other women in North Idaho succeed. Next up is our Women of Impact Leadership Roundtable Series and our Women with Cool Jobs event. Those are both kicking off in the fall, so I hope you'll look us up. You can find us on Facebook at Women of Impact CDA or just give us a call at 208-660-1557. Go out and make it an impactful day. So let's get back to the sandcastles, the magical sandcastles. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear some stories from you about some of your favorites and... All right. Well, um, well, I, I've got a lot of favorites, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, everyone, I'm sure they're all your. Favorite. They are. Every time I do a castle, I always my goal is to do the, the best castle I've ever done. It's mm-hmm. and I get kind of obsessed with it. And you know, my wife and my kids, and I know people think I'm I'm kind of wacko because <laughs> I just get really, really into it. I mean, be, 
because when I'm doing a castle and I'm actually, you know, I'm in a zone. I'm in a place that uh, I rarely get to in life of serenity. Even though I'm nervous and I might look like I'm like wigging out sometimes, I'm really just in the place I know I'm supposed to be, you know, uh-huh. and it's wonderful. So my my favorite castles, though, I mean, Art in the Green has been a wonderful thing for the last 24 years. And and um, and every one of those has been really special. Um, I did one in 2015, which is like a double castle. And then and I did some other ones. They were really wonderful ones. Um, but I, I have to go back to um, uh, back on the beaches on Long Island. I used to do the Beck's Beer Sandcastle. Mm-hmm. And they would bring out, um, I did, there was a place called Summer's Beach Club on Long Island. So it was a real rock and roll, like spring break type atmosphere. They used to bust all the people in from uh, Brooklyn and Queens out there. It's like, a, it's like an hour and a half drive, you know, on a bus. And they'd, so they'd bring them all out. And there'd be hundreds of these just wacko Bedford Stuyvesant 20-year-olds running around <laughs> and completely, you know, drunk off their, you know, really, really crazy on that regard. And then I'd be out there with my, my buddies. I'd get like five of my friends and we'd be camping out on the beach right in front of this beach club. And um, and, and, and our, on our first one, they brought in a... Um, uh, the owner of the place, uh, this this guy brought in a um, a backhoe, a giant backhoe on the beach. He said, okay. He said, show up on Saturday or Thursday, whenever the day was, and we'll bring the backhoe on. So we're there, and me and my friend Mike Jones, who's my real my buddy back then, they, they, they piled up this huge pile of sand with the backhoe right on the beach, just grabbing the sand and putting it up. And, and they had this sand pile up about, uh, it must have been up 20 feet. Wow. It was really huge. And then, um, anyway, at that time, we were there, and then all of a sudden, Two police car jeeps roll up with their lights on saying, and they get out, the cops Uh-oh. get out, and they say, what are you doing with a backhoe on the beach, you know? Yeah. They, and and there, it turned out that the, the, the environmental restrictions were very strict back there, and you weren't supposed to have a backhoe on the beach, you know, oh. building, dirt, digging up these piles, these giant piles of sand. <laughs> anyway, um, so 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 the, so the cops, they were there, and 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 and. and they were just taking us back and forth, get the backhoe off the beach, fill up the hole. You can't do this. And they finally left him. Uh, and my the uh, the owner of the beach, this guy named Sam, comes up to me and he says, you know, just why don't you guys just leave? Well, I'll take care of this, you know. Uh-huh. And so we said, me and Mike said, okay. So we kind of just left that afternoon. And, and, uh, and then we came back the next, he said, come back the next morning. Right. So we came back the next morning and the, and the beach was all combed in really nice, except there was this huge pile of sand there. <laughs> and um, and uh, he said, go to work. We got it all figured out. Don't worry about it. Wow. And, uh, and so we went and then we created the very first Beck's Beer Sandcastle, which was this big, gigantic thing back in, this was 1987. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and that was a lot of fun doing that castle. And, uh, and so we spent, you know, four days there on the beach carving out this big, gigantic thing mm-hmm. in the midst of everybody. And then after that, we did one every year for the next eight years. Wow. And he would always say, he would always say, don't worry, just come back. Come, come in the morning, and we'll have your sand ca- your pile the of sand, sand ready. <laughs> so, I they would just go on there at night and build and put up this mound, and then you know have right. it ready for them. Oh, funny! Uh, and so that was a good times. Um, and you know, like I said, the uh, a lot of the um, convention I've been to have been. Uh, there are a lot of work when I go to a, one at a convention because, mm-hmm. like I said, I have to make sure they've got the proper sand and then um, we have to put up these wood forms and everything. And I used to have to uh, have, you know, lumber and tools. Mm-hmm. And I did one um, just before COVID hit. I was in uh, I was in uh, New Orleans oh. and that was the week, the week that COVID, uh, you know, integrated American society and they started shutting down all the basketball games and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I started the week in normal society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and walking around, no mask, no mention, you know, everything right. was fine. And then, 
uh, I did that where I had to do the mound of sand and they got the boards and we got all the mm-hmm. all the sand up there and from a local uh, supplier, which was all really difficult to do in downtown New Orleans at the convention center. Mm-hmm. Right. But then by the end of the week, um, COVID had, was hitting big and everyone was like, you know, they're canceling flights and everyone. Oh and, boy. and so the whole thing changed. And by the end of the week, I was basically like the last one out of town <laughs> on the jet liner. Uh, and, you know, the hotel was closing down and, and they were telling everyone to go home. So I, I just built this big castle, but it really didn't. You know, a lot of people didn't see it because the, the, they were uh, gone. They were gone. You know, <laughs> it's there was over. A, I mean, of course, there were stragglers there and people, but right. it wasn't like, you know, a, a lot of people. Yeah. And so I basically built this castle, you know, for me. Right. Uh-huh. Um, another one was last year in February. We went to uh, beaches in Turks and Caicos, and I was doing one for uh, the group uh, 98 Degrees. Um, uh-huh. They were doing a reunion concert. Oh. And so they, and so I came in, you know, of course, a, few, you know, a week before to build the castle, and they were going to have a big concert there. And so, um, anyway, I went there, I built this beautiful castle, it was 35 feet tall, it was had a big 98 degrees logo in it, and then the band members got COVID, and they never showed up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dang it. Yeah, and I was like, I was like three quarters of the way through this castle, and the people came up to me that have the resort, you know, my coordinators, and they said, Scott, you know, the band's not coming. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, so? And I'm they're like, well, you can it. stop. You don't have to build the castle. Oh, and I'm like, but, I'm like, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing this for me. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and I just here. kept building and building and building. And it was great. You know? and, then, and the guests that were there all loved it. And we had a great time. Yeah, and right. It was wonderful. Wow. And, uh, and so they never got to see the castle. But they did hire me uh, this. Uh, so in, in two weeks, I'm going back to Turks and Caicos because we're doing the reunion can- concert this year. Oh, good. So oh, we're going to be good. doing that. So I'll be building a whole other castle in a couple of weeks down in Turks and Caicos. And hopefully you can they say they're still again. 98 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, Nick Lachey and his group. Oh, that's fun. Know, it's, it's, it'll be fun. They probably won't even, you know, they won't They won't know me, but yeah. right, But they did want me back. They, that's so. nice. Oh, that's cool. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> good. So did you study... Um, architecture how did yeah how did yeah, yeah well I always loved architecture yeah. like I said and I didn't want to be an architect that was one of the things I went I wanted to do in college mm-hmm. but when I got in there and started getting into the heavy, hitting heavy you know the math and all that kind of stuff I realized that it really wasn't you know it was more like a math job than yeah. anything and um and I kind of kind of swayed away from that uh mm-hmm. into more like the liberal arts direction which sure, is more right. my style mm-hmm. yeah and um and not that you know it, I would have loved to have been an architect um but I didn't go that way but I always always loved architecture mm-hmm. in fact my thesis for my, um, my, my my at the end of my first four-year degree was um, um, was um, you know Roman architecture mm-hmm. uh, in sand and so I would I went to the oh, ocean wow. I would build these um, Roman artifacts in sand so I did like Hadrian's tomb and I no, did the fun. Parthenon <laughs> oh wow and I did these all out of sand it's took pictures <laughs> and I had this big expose of these things in sand and oh, I, my God, I talked about all their dimensions so, cool. so that was my senior thesis in, in college uh-huh. um, but then I never went on to get uh, the uh, degree the in, degree. in, uh, in right. architecture and then you said you you have your kids they help you out? Do you think they're going to follow yeah. in your footsteps? No, I don't think they'll follow me like like me, but they do help out a lot because yeah. I got two sons and mm-hmm. um, and for so they grew up their whole lives, you know, involved in the sandcastle thing, right. and, they, and they've been to so many of them. So, but now they have, they're my diggers. You know, they come in and they they help me pound up the sand. So they've been over here for the last couple of days, mm-hmm. um, you know, pounding up the sand and all mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of stuff. And then my uh, my they do show up uh, here at Art on the Green. Um, my sons show up and, and help me build. They do 
a lot of stuff, trees and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, and my one son uh, is going to Turks with me in a couple of weeks. So oh, nice. we're going to go over there and he's going to help me build the one in Turks and Caicos. Cool. So they do get into it to some degree, but right. you know, and you never know, maybe they'll catch on. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's fun. So I, I know that you, you were raised uh, by your mother, Lillian Dodson. Yeah, Lillian. And Lillian is one of the artists mm-hmm. in our studio Absolutely. tour, our upcoming studio tour at the end of the month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, influence there. Because I remember talking to her once and she was saying how she and and um, I assume it was your dad uh, were really big in the New York art scene. Yeah, absolutely. My mom and uh, it would have been my stepfather, Stanley Tortowitz. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is the man you're talking about. Okay. Um, and um, and yeah, they were very uh, prominent figures in the, and the, they were both uh, uh, professors at Hofstra University, which is a school in New York. Right. Wow. And, um, and, uh, and Stanley was uh, a very, very formidable fine arts uh, uh painter he he mm-hmm. he he um so he was in new york city many 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 shows he was um on the cover of art in america in 1958 which is uh, a book that premiered the greatest coming upcoming artists and uh he had a great career oh, wow. uh and his paintings sell for a lot of money um uh-huh. now they don't sell regularly but when they do sell they sell for you know quite a bit of money wow. and um and then my mother kind of she was his te- uh, he was her teacher oh. and then so and she my mother was a painter uh, and then so she did her thing and my mother though eventually got into ceramics and so my sculpturing uh you know you know heels come from her ceramics uh studio that we had in our house we had our whole downstairs the garage and then a big family room was Mm -hmm. converted into a gigantic art studio Mm -hmm. and so she used to give lessons in there so she'd have you know every day there'd be like five or seven people in there taking pottery lessons so so she did you know she had like two or three kilns and a bunch of wheels and a bunch Mm -hmm. of you know glazes you Mm -hmm. name it and so it was just ongoing um, thing she was with the Huntington Huntington the name of the town the Huntington Art League and so she was involved with them giving lessons for them in her in our house uh-huh and so I'd come home you know from high school and there'd just be clay there and one thing I started to do is make pipes I started to make these pipes when I was in high school uh-huh um, and uh, and I there were like head pipes and they were these really cool little pipes and I, I'd make hundreds of them I'd sell them out of the trunk of my car oh, wow. to all the kids at school <laughs> and this is back in 1980 no 1976 1975 uh-huh. 6 and 7 right and so I used to put them in head shops because that's when there were head shops and, and yeah it was just a world back there you know where and I used to sell these pipes for two bucks a piece to all my oh, how all my fun. friends and there's lots of friends you know right. and lots of parties and someone needed a, a pipe for whatever they needed it for yeah right I would sell them a pipe and so um so I did that for a long time and then um, and that's all I did was the pipes and stuff like that and then but my mom did her art career she was very very good she just turned 91 this year yeah and she's, she's still she's you know amazing. chugging along doing her art she's over there painting we have a studio in, in Dalton Gardens where mm-hmm. she goes into every day mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I ended up helping with a lot of stuff me and my brother you know doing whatever um, and uh, and she's a fascinating lady because she's really taken her creative um, juices and they keep her going mm-hmm. and it's like the fuel you know you, you talk mm-hmm. about wanting you have to have purpose in life you know right. and she's got all this purpose that, and she's still just I get over there she's like you gotta help me do something Scott right. I want to do this I want to do that yeah. you know, she, and, and so 
I, I, I get a lot out of that from her mm-hmm. as far as, you know, with my own art, uh, with the music and the sandcastles, just that, right. you know, that's what keeps me going mm-hmm. at this stage of my game. So, mm-hmm. cool. so, so it's been a great ride. Yeah. Art gives you life. It does give you life. Love art that. does. Art is, is yeah. one of the juices that really keep people going. Yeah. I agree. You know. Yes. It, it, and I, I, I mean, there's lots of things to do, you know. I mean, could it be golf? Could it be hiking? Could it be all mm-hmm. kinds of things? But in my world, it's always been the pursuit of creating a sandcastle or mm-hmm. a, a song. A song. Love it. Right. That's it. I love it. Create a song about building sandcastles. That's right. <laughs> I'll put that on my list. Though. There yeah. you go. <laughs> well, you can see uh, Lillian's studio and probably meet everybody because I, I believe that all of you were at the studio tour last year helping yeah. her. Yep. Um, yep. That's that, coming up. With yeah, that's August, coming up the August 27th and 28th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this year, this year, I personally will be in Turks and Caicos. Right. Ah. Uh, but my wife will be there. My mom yep. will be there. And yeah. Who else? <laughs> I have a, one of your mom's little plates on my counter every day. I put my coffee cup on it. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, she was known for building these uh, really big things out of ceramic. She'd build these really tall pots and she'd do uh-huh. amazing glazes on them. Mm. Um, we've, we've managed, she doesn't do the big ones anymore because they're just too big, but she was amazing at the wheel. She could just do these large mm-hmm. wheel projects. Really, wow. really big tower. Oh, Very cool. 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 Well, she's another person that's on the list for interviewing um, mm-hmm. and being on the podcast. Yeah, I think so too. Because I've talked to her and I love hearing her stories about um, uh, her time in New York and and how, I mean, she just went on one day about how people around here just don't understand abstract art. And I'm like, I'm totally with you on that one. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, well, um, you can see Scotty in action this weekend at That's Art right. on the Green. With his sandcastles, which will be really, really fun, and I'm sorry I'm going to miss it, but, but I'll be there. Callie will be there. I'll She's be there one take of those days for me. I will take videos. Yeah, well, great. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, well, thanks for being and here. And check out his website. Yeah, so ScottyDodson.com is the music site, and then SandcastlesInParadise.com. Yeah, is the sandcastles. And sand you can go so see check them out. Pictures of all of the sand, so and I think there's some videos on there too of the of some of the process. The process. Yeah, lots of videos and yeah, yeah all kinds great. of stuff. On yeah, there. well, it's fascinating, and love you're it. fascinating, and I'm. I I'm love so that you excited. still have a little bit of your accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah where's my coffee? Yeah, yeah where's, where's your coffee? coffee? I, it's, I was trying not to catch it because <laughs> it's so hard for me not to catch an accent. Right. right. Like, just don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Thanks again for being here. Yes, thank you, Scott. Scotty, this was so great. It was um, great. Enjoy your music and uh, all your creativity. We'll see you next next Thursday, a week from... Yes, at Riverstone. This week at Riverstone. At 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock. Be there or be square. Exactly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative. The Alley and Kelly Artcast is a program of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA, North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee.